0: Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Top of the Head. This is episode three. Um, Recording this little intro here, as you might be wondering why you're not hearing the Top of the Head theme music at the beginning. I decided it would be appropriate to record a little intro this time, and I'll explain why. Um, When Mike and I started this podcast, we kind of agreed to give ourselves the freedom for the podcast to grow and change and evolve, and We've kind of been discussing a few different things, and I think this episode is the perfect time to do that uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, the topic for t- today's discussion, which you'll hear in a moment that Mike and I covered, was death. Um, <laughs> as you can imagine, it got pretty heavy, um, and I can honestly say that this is probably the toughest discussion the two of us has definitely had so far in the podcast. We're only into three, but... I think, in general, one of the toughest discussions because for a couple of reasons. Number one, Mike's mom did pass away um, in November of 2018, so coming up on the anniversary of a year pretty soon. I did attend that funeral up in Wisconsin. And you know, while we didn't just talk about that, it veered towards that several times for obvious reasons, and it was stuff that Mike was um, gracious enough to open up and share. That being said, we had a really tough time um, because I think the reason is we were looking for this aha moment that we had on episode one and two where we feel like we high fived and all right, we figured it out, you know, and and (laughs) to be quite honest, uh, that was kind of uh, naive of us to think that we were going to have that aha moment with covering a topic as intense and deep as death so now having a couple days from it Mike and I kind of discussed you know let's let people hear the the struggles of this conversation because that's that's what's real and then the other reason I wanted to record this intro is for this exact reason we decided to kind of open up the process of the podcast a little bit more And we feel like this episode deserves two parts. So you'll notice that the title is Death Part One. Um, What we're going to do at the end of this is we needed to let ourselves kind of digest the conversation a little bit longer. But I also did not want to wait to put this out. So we've had a a little bit of feedback from several people saying, hey, we'd, we'd like to hear more conversation about the song making process. So one of our favorite podcasts is Song Exploder, if you guys have listened to that, where they really take a, take apart a song and describe how they made it and where the, the parts came from and how it was recorded. We're not going to go into that much detail. However, as I stand today, the song is not finished. However, we have all these different ideas. We have sound clips. I have a couple guitar samples that I've recorded, um, and I decided to actually play guitar on this one Um, which will be a first uh, for the podcast. And so we wanted you guys to hear that stuff. So at the close of this conversation, which you'll hear in a moment, I'm going to jump back in and kind of share what we've had so far. It might be voicemails that Mike has left me saying, hey, here's an idea. Here's some lyric ideas or I've left him. And the different maybe sound clippings of beats or um, different guitar parts I've recorded so far or vocal ideas. So that's exciting. So you you guys can kind of get a behind the curtain feel of that. So we're going to go ahead and get into this podcast. Like I said, it's super intense. We get lost many times. There's one point at the end of the conversation where we finally figured that out and you'll hear it. Or I kind of say to Mike, you know, Mike, I think we're trying, you're trying, and I'm trying to, to control the narrative of how we want this to go, which is pretty egotistical. It's a, it's a topic that we're not going to figure out. No one's going to figure out until the end of our life. So I think that's what we need to tune in on. So that's where we left it. So at the end of this, you'll hear those samples, you'll hear the ideas, and that's how we'll close this episode. And then part two is gonna be um kind of catching up with Mike and I and playing you the song and, and where it was coming from um based on this conversation. So a little bit more in depth and let's get to it. Roll the intro music.
1: Felix sucks on the top of my head, and where's it coming from? From the top of his
2: head, and where's it coming from the top of his head? Where's it coming from? On the
1: top of
0: his head. Where's it coming from? And welcome party people
1: in the place to be two cities, two countries for you all to listen and to be with us. It's the top of the head. I'm Red Mike and
0: Mr. Biggie ads here. Third episode. Thank you everybody for joining us. A couple things off the top, literally before we get started here into the next topic i just wanted to again thank everybody for listening the last two episodes we can definitely see growth as far as the amount of listeners and you know it's probably doubled or tripled i would say i've been sending kind of the analytics to mikey and we're very humbled um, by all the positive feedback and all the constructive criticism so friends family friends of friends thank you so much and and we will continue doing this um Mike and I have been chasing the drug known as being on stage in confusion since we ended the band in 2004. And we've tried these different things, different projects here and there. And I think this is the first thing that I have that excitement back. Like I finally found that fulfillment and I'm excited because I don't know where it's going to go. Not because I know exactly what it's going to be, but it's the opposite. I don't know where it's going to go. And that's why I'm super excited where someone says to me like, Hey, you guys are going to put out an album of, all the stuff that you're creating on the podcast. We'll probably put out something, but it's, it, it's, I want to do something completely different. And that's what gets me excited. So we'll def- definitely have more on that. So, as Mikey said, we're not uh, in the same place, unfortunately. I, I am not there in Germany with him, nor is he here in California with me. We're in two different uh, parts geographically, but, uh, But our heart is in the same place Mm -hmm. as usual, right, Mike? Yeah. Um, (laughs) It was so
1: great to be able to have our families connect and have you get that vision of what I've had, you know, because I had the luxury of coming to America a lot and seeing your home and just kind of where you are, you know, in your working studio or in the garage or, you know, surfing Mm -hmm. before work. Like, now you got to picture some of that for me. And, Mm And I one thing that's been going on in my life right now is like, we just bought a house in Plowin. It's an amazing house. It was built in 1937 by a kind of local prominent architect from our city in that time. And it's just really, I am not, if anybody who knows me, I am not a handy person who is kind of like a homebody staying at home. I'm always got ants in my pants and going all over the place and, um, I'm just, yeah, it's really, really exciting for me and I'm excited to possibly do the next recording there at the construction site sometime. I mean, cause we're going to plan to move in in February, but I'm really excited for next time that you could come over. Like the whole roof is kind of like open and I can totally mm-hmm. imagine building like a, a cool studio up there. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. One of the things, one of the things I want to start doing, and I, I just thought of this is. Um, you know, we have social media for top of the head podcast. I've been, I've been posting to my own, but, but I created another one just, just for top of the head. And I think I'm going to start posting some pictures of you and I and stuff we're doing between the podcasts. Cause I think it would be fun. Um, I definitely want to post a picture of your, uh, jumpsuit that you were wearing as you were peeling wallpaper. <laughs> That's my dad. Just,
1: That's like original. I don't know where he he got that, but yeah, it's like this big brown jumpsuit and
0: yeah. Roberta said you look like a UPS driver, but whatever, <laughs> whatever it takes, <laughs> whatever it takes.
1: I love jumpsuits and I love like having the correct or a, a unique, maybe never the real correct. I don't wear the correct passing clothes for whatever thing i'm doing i like to stand out but i love kind of getting an outfit ready to do something new you know and i mean i i don't know if i told you that but like when we when we signed the papers to the house last march because it took a while for the people to to move out into their new apartment because they're just of old age and they can't maintain that property anymore um i went out and while i was returning a package had to get shipped back to amazon like it was happened to be at a work uniform store and like i was like oh i bought a new house i gotta there's lots of work to do and i'll have to do yard work and stuff i better buy a pair of steel-toed boots and like i had those just sitting around uh, you know for more than like almost half a year and now i get to actually wear them and get them dirty and it's i feel really satisfied getting that's amazing breaking stuff up and getting it ready to rebuild a couple things in the house yeah that's awesome that's awesome so what do you say we get this thing started let's
0: uh let's launch into the topic what do you think
1: yeah tell tell them what it is adam because no matter what you're never going to be ready for it when it comes hint hint hint
0: The topic for this episode's podcast is going to be capital D, capital E, capital A, capital T, capital H. (laughs) Death. (laughs) It doesn't get any realer than that. I think Mike and I were bouncing this around since we stopped the last one. And I think the reason that we finally went into this space was we kind of really, I feel like you and I opened up a lot during the last podcast. And that was kind of the juice of what we finally found our voices. We kind of really just let ourselves be vulnerable. And I thought, you know, what better way to do that than to tackle something pretty major, you know?
1: Yeah. That's everyone's going through that at different points or has, has gone through with it. And there's just so many wide aspects to it. And Yeah, because my mom passed away last November, totally suddenly. And um, yeah, you came out there for the funeral and we got to spend some time with each other. And like my mom played a big role in all of our lives while we were in the band. And, you know, while I was still in high school, I was the only child. So that that's been with me and figuring out am I dealing with it right? Or, you know, how am I dealing with it? So like, that's been my biggest issue like this last year, you know, and with my dad and it's, yeah. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm excited to like just to go somewhere with it and talk with you about it. Break it
0: apart. Yeah. Let's break it apart. I mean, it's definitely a pretty broad topic. I mean, there's a lot of different avenues we can go and let's, let's head down the rabbit hole as we always do. But before we get going, I wanted to start by playing a clip from another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and because when you when you start talking about death, you're going to start asking questions. Okay, are we going to discuss spirituality? Are we going to discuss religion? Are we going to st- discuss afterlife? And this is a clip from a guy that I listened to, a podcast I listened to, Pete Holmes. You Made It Weird. He's a stand-up comedian. He's been on HBO. He does a very... Spiritual podcast, I guess is the best way to put it, with a lot of comedy, and it's just somebody I connect with a lot. And I had sent this um, this podcast to Mike to listen to, and we thought it was both, you know, very poignant for the, for the topic. This is that, that live, discussing.
1: the live version in Portland or something somewhere, right? Exactly, okay. exactly. Yep.
0: So, you know, when it starts off, it's like, well, this isn't really about death, but it, it actually it is absolutely. So let me just hit it. it here.
2: Happiness circumstantial happiness is fucking bullshit. Give up Give up Can I ask if you're you- not happy on the plane to your vacation the beach isn't gonna save you dumbass It's not gonna save you The way you are on the plane is how you're gonna be on the beach And the way I am right now is how I'll be when I'm dying. When I'm dying, I don't want to be like, I sure was on TV a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You think that's gonna give you any comfort when your air starts getting thin? I don't mean to be too morbid. Do you really think that's it? Or do you think you're gonna wake up to who you really are and realize that none of this is going anywhere? If you want to get real Buddhist with it, nothing's happening and there's nowhere to go. That's fuck, that's peace. So it's it's learning how to detach from the story. That's where I found. So I don't want you to agree with me. I want you to be free. I want people to be free from this bullshit.
1: Yeah, I want to be free. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's super wise. And as I, <laughs> yeah, look looking around late night. Of like this chaos in my office recording that that's like you start to think about stuff like oh my god whenever when you're gone like why why is this stuff around you and who are you yeah, know wh- who are you gonna talk to or who are you gonna think about what's your last thought you know
0: right well another way to think about it is rewind to a year ago what were you stressed out about or what was your anxiety about you either you won't remember or you'll remember and realize how silly it was and how much has changed since then. Um, I just had to, even just right now, I just had to pause, pause the podcast about 30 seconds ago because one of the dogs was barking downstairs. And then I realized I had to deal with something else that kind of took me out of it. And I got depressed for a second and then I had to shake myself out of it. And that right there is a perfect example. It's like, I'm going to look back on exactly what I was just stressed out about had anxiety, and next week it's going to be gone, and it's going to be on to new so- something else. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, right now, with me with with the house and um, Teresia that just finished her second studies to be become a teacher, a grade school teacher, or you know, we don't have, and me traveling all the time and stuff. We didn't have time with our boys, but. Like it's right at a very crucial time. Like where Milan's thirteen and Mika's nine, to uh, to make sure that I'm just like when I'm here that that there's ample time to like just cook together and do that stuff. So that's one thing that I'm telling myself a lot to like. I don't want to have those regrets, or when the hair is yeah. getting thin. Yeah, I don't want to think like, man, I was so stupid. So it, it feels kind of like.
0: the biggest lesson in listening to that is like being present. I mean, that's basically what he's saying. You know, I think it's super wise, but um, yeah, the, (laughs) you're not going to be happy on the plane or you're not going to be happy on the beach if you're not happy on the plane. We're always thinking about like, once I get to so-and-so or once I get that job, I'm going to be happier. Once we, even once we buy that house, you know what I mean? So if you're focused on what's there tomorrow, you're not, you're not present. I mean, it, and it's hard. I mean, even for myself, for sure. It's, it's easy when you think you have control of it, when you're conscious about it, but then once you're removed from it or you're shooken a little bit from the, the bullshit of life, it it's so easy to, to get bogged down. You know, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons I, for me, like meditation is so important, you know, and you were talking about w- to me the other day about that you know you were saying when we started talking about this topic you said something like yeah it's you know we both are doing headspace with which whatever way you're meditating is fine like sometimes I find just like concentrating on breathing is is fine and sometimes I need a little bit of guided meditation with that app but you were saying like once you get into that state you think you were thinking about death or thinking about like man I hope I'm this clear when I when I go right
1: yeah, I think that, I mean, I, I, I'm I an ADHD diagnosed kind of like later in the ninth grade, but I've been taking that medicine, Ritalin and all different sorts forms for it for a long time. And for the last four years, I had like an incident where, you know, my wife and my mom, my mom was here to visit and they just said, you're totally crazy. And I was like, I feel totally normal. What are you talking about? And like, there was that point where I seriously quit cold turkey and didn't want to take this medicine anymore and I have been taking homeopathic medicine ever since and I really there was something where I've been taking it like for the last week or so but basically since this house came and I'm reflecting a lot about myself and like what I was saying about trying to make more time to be present with my kids when I'm home Like, I feel like on the weekends and stuff, which I've always been just worrying about different projects that I want to be involved in and stuff, that for the first time, I actually don't feel like that. Like, I can watch RuPaul's Drag Race with Teresia and slip into two or three episodes and then go to bed, like, on a clean slate where I'm not thinking about that stuff. I know that I can think about it when I start on Monday and that's totally new to me. And that to me was like, wow, this is, this is the right direction. So I feel like I'm yeah. going there.
0: Yeah. That's huge growth for you for sure. I mean, I remember you just, well just TV in general with you, but you, you feeling like you it was okay to, to mindlessly zoom out like that was, you had such high anxiety about that before. So that's, that's awesome. You know Yeah. The other thing I want the other thing I wanted to touch on was, you know, just in in conjunction or in tandem with the meditation and to piggyback on the the Pete Holmes quote, what he was talking about, I've heard this before too, and it really sinks in when I get stressed out or anxiety and relating to death. I think it was actually Seinfeld that said said this, so it's no shocker that comedians <laughs> are dark as shit, so <laughs> but he said don't stress out so much every hundred years, new people, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that I kind of, I say that to myself all the time. Um, you know, I, I was listening to this other podcast that talking about meditating on the idea of, you know, people not being around anymore or watching these old YouTube clips of street, um, street views from the 1920s or thirties or even earlier. And, and thinking like, wow, those people aren't here anymore. Look at that guy running around like he's so important, you know? And that's mm-hmm. that's a complete zoom out. I mean.
1: Well, that I remember <laughs> Mecklemore, that song, Glamorous or whatever, or Glorious, you know? like Glorious, e- yeah. Where, you know, it's like you die once or you die twice, you know, when you're physically gone and when pe- the last time someone says your name. So that's that's I mean there's no I'm not talking about like doing something where people will look up a week Wikipedia about you you know like that doesn't mean anything but like like my mom or you know just wishing that I could like I still keep my telegram chat with her open and send videos of the house or different things to be like I'm sharing this with you like you know I'm sharing this with my dad and with my friends but like I want to still share that with you because I would have done that if you were here. So that, that didn't change, you know what I mean? So I, so for me that, you know, that, that can carry on with her, that will carry on with, with both boys, you know, like when they would come and she would drive all around and go to this skate park and this skate park and watch them and stop at Taco Bell and then go to the jump house or sky zone and do all these things like, you know, they, and they, when me, when Milan would have jet lag and come back home, like he would just cry and call Oma, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. that's sometimes that's, it's be so beautiful or just to be talking to the boys and they'll be like, I miss Oma
0: yeah i mean that's that's her living through the boys too you know i mean that's good that you still have have those memories coming back i mean it's weird i was thinking about this the other day like i wonder if like if you take a look at like different kinds of of death like whether it's whether it's sudden or whether it's expected or it's just old age, like it's interesting to think about like how is there any difference like in, in, in the way that it affects you, I kind of feel like there would be, or just from experience, but um, it's weird. Like now with like parents though, like cause I have a couple friends that have had parents go, you know, and now it's, we're coming up on like a year since your mom passed, but it doesn't it didn't seem real like last year when it happened just because it we don't i don't think about that being a possibility but any day it's a possibility because it could be sudden you know you just don't know but it's like i remember when we were younger just it's not even in your brain space like i was trying to think about my first experience with death or where i finally realized like wow realizing that nothing is forever, you know, and do you remember the first time like the first experience you had like whether it was a family member or seeing something on TV or when did it like f- finally like click with you? Was there Yeah, a I guess the,
1: I I must have been 20 or and it, it was my grandma, my mom's mom who lived in Chicago right. and I remember you know, kind of just uh or being at the funeral, or being, you know, when when the everyone left and stuff, and just kind of holding my grandma's hand, or looking at all the flowers and stuff there, or you know that that presence mm-hmm. of talking to a, a a former body that housed a soul, right,
0: right, yeah, that's exact yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's it's just so weird that once you take the the whole idea that we're in these meat suits you know and and once you remove once you remove the soul or the whatever you believe once you remove whatever's making it tick and making the the electrical charge and the the interaction with the person it's just crazy like my my dad's dad my grandpa passed a couple years ago now and you know he had towards the end of his life um lewy body dementia so it was affecting you know hallucinations and what dementia does so for that like it's that to me was like definitely for my dad or just for people around him that were that was two different deaths do you know what i mean like it was the death death of his brain first and then the death of his body and because of that because of the death of his brain first it's almost like you get to a state of acceptance and then I, you know, it, it's even crass to say it to some people, but you're, you're relieved when the body finally goes, cause you've already dealt with the, the other part. You know what I mean? Like, cause he's, he's gone. Like, it's just a, it's just a housing for, <laughs> it's just a housing for an idea. It's just a housing for, you know, like I said, with like the meat suits, which is crazy.
1: Um, yeah, no, but it, but it's interesting to think, you know, like as when parents have a a child you know like a baby or you know they're screaming and like they are a person and they feel love or they feel scared or you know they they have like things in their body and stuff and it's like somebody who has a stroke or dementia, and, and then they go back to that like adult That's child scary. state you know it's it's about I think that we as a society just aren't we're not
0: good at dealing with it or yeah, yeah or it, all, it, it takes
1: time is. that we have to evolve to it and maybe there was something more before kind of so- we're not equipped we're not
0: equipped for it i mean like if like w- exactly what you were talking about if, if aliens came down to to view a funeral or to view a wake for for god's sakes and they watched like what was happening and like what was so important about having this open casket and like looking at someone that's already gone. It's crazy to think about, you know, it's like, I think it's a manifestation of like how we're supposed to deal with it. And and for everybody, it's different. Like if you, of course, if you want to be cremated or mm-hmm. whatever, it's, you know, if, if you're lucky enough to put it in your will before it happens, but um, it's, but then at the end of the day, you talk about all this stuff, like you know, like I say, if you're lucky enough to put it in your will before it happens, you never know. It's like, does it really matter? <laughs> like, we're so worried about what we think here because we're still here. But who knows what that person's thinking, whether it's on the other side or whatever. You're talking about the screaming baby when a baby's born. That's the other thing I think about that we don't consider. It's like we always talk about, like, welcoming a child into this world, but no one's ever really thought about, like, what world were they coming out of? You know, mm-hmm. like, where were they coming from in the first place? Why are we so focused on it's so important that we came into this world? Why and, aren't we focused? You know?
1: They were there. They were part of this world before or in, in even the nine months that they were developing in the body, like feeling everything from the, the nutrients that the mother was taking from, you right. know, the love or the feelings she was feeling and, you know in preparation mm-hmm. of building that bond right with the baby that's in Korea or in Korea people are born at like 1 year old so they they take that into account which is fascinating and i think super smart
0: that's when the that's when the birthing process yeah. happens at 1 year instead of no,
1: no 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 i mean like that's Wait, they they consider themselves when when someone says and i got into this because when i started studying in in okay.
0: I was just I was just really confused. There <laughs> Sorry, <for a> second. <laughs> yeah, the, no, the
1: the the, the, birth, the yeah, people, you know, the birds and the bees, and then this baby starts growing inside the belly. But when the <laughs> baby's born, they say the baby's one year old. You know, they got the, three months, and I I found that out because oh, at I my okay. when I was taking like intensive German course, there was a lot of Korean like singers and musicians that were also into that intensive. German course in Weimar, and when they said, "Oh, I'm 19, but I'm really 18," and I was like, "What? What do you mean by that?" Oh, you know, in Korea, like when people are born, they're they're at one year old, and I'm like, "Wow, that's amazing!" Because then it's like, the society actually addresses that the baby is a person, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let's not talk about pro life or <clears throat> those no, things. No, but no. no, but I bet I I strongly believe. That, um, like there's a collective soul or there's a collective soul within the family and then within the society that, you know, my mom has influence on her grandchildren, like Mm -hmm. her, her life as a living being. And before and after that, there's still, that there's like a presence going on and, and I feel kind of, I feel like obligated to, to do, to kind of behave the same way that I that I did when I was talking to her, like while she was here. Mm-hmm. Does that make with sense?
0: What the boys are saying,
1: or just yeah. in general? Yeah, or yeah, thinking of her when when I would normally tell her about something, or when I wish I could talk to her about issues that the boys have at school or just how I'm feeling or I yeah. wish I could show her the house and show her how amazing the garden around it is and all the plants and, sure, and it's just fun to, it's, <clears throat> I mean, I actually, when I go back and visit my dad and we just say some things or we're in the house and we talk about things or he brings up a memory about what it is. And then it's the emotions just pour out like so, mm pure and so strong, that's incredible. Right. And I, if I can hear a sad piece of music or some, some specific stuff, like I made, my mom had her birthday and I made this little film where we wrote notes to her and then we left this balloon go out in the sky and some crazy situation where I came back home and I was like, I was gonna edit it and post it on her Facebook account. And I told Siri on the Home Pod. Play Carubin or something. It just music that I could, that was playing in the background, and it played this song from Mount Erie, which, just, it was almost like, my mom like was shuffling through some soundtracks and picked that out for me because it was totally Mm -hmm. like, the mispronunciation or how Siri heard me. But that song just like it totally broke me down, and, and then I used that for that film. And if I hear that song. It'll kill it, you. It, yeah, <laughs> I don't know but, but I, I I I I, it's healthy for me to go in there. Sure. It's I, yeah, I yeah. want to I want to feel that pure that pure um sadness of of missing somebody. Like you know what it, I right. like it's no, a beautiful I agree. thing think, for me still.
0: Absolutely. I think we're taught that it's you know, I'm a lot of people are taught that like the, it's not okay to cry, you know what I mean, or it's not okay to show the true emotion or mask it, and I think that's so unfortunate that not everyone is that open with it, you know. And, and I'm not all the time either. Don't get me wrong, but what you were talking about with the music, like I do think it's so interesting that when someone goes, I can remember when my grandma passed on on my dad's side, and watching the watching the way that it brought the family together on on that side of the family we were already close but just like this unbreakable bond since then and the and 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 whenever we talk about her now there's so much joy in the room when we talk about her you know of course in the moment you you're the heartbroken and like you cry till you can't cry anymore but through the healing process and and now when we tell stories like it's so ingrained in us and it's so important and i love that i mean you know we spread some of my grandma's ashes in the ocean here in dana point harbor um in california because we when i was growing up we used to spend tons of time there and so now when i go surfing down there or stand up paddling like i feel it you know like i feel it immediately and um my cousin Um, out here, her, her dad passed away, um, some years ago. And now when she sees, um, the different, the Canadian geese, which is not common for us here in California, he, he, um, it reminds her of him, you know? And, and I think that those kinds of things though, like they're happening all the time around us before that person passes, like, uh, an energy that you're feeling from someone else you know, whether it's beyond the grave or wherever they are, but we're just not tuned into it until we go through that experience. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's beautiful that they gives us a chance to tune in to, to the more honest, open universe that, that we exist in. Mm-hmm. It gives us a chance to, to take some time out of our normal day to like reflect on that. Like I, I, I don't know. A movie that came out recently was that interstellar and there's like a scene in there where some, you know, they're communicating with each other, people on earth and wherever the other people are, they're communicating and they're communicating through like, it's almost like a pulled string that you can see the watch move. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I, there was times too when I first came back, but by my mom's house and stuff. And we were, I was looking for pictures and things for the funeral, like where this music box uh, just edged and played one note or something. And I'd be like, Hey, I'm like play another note or play two notes. If I should go into the garage by dad, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it like played yeah. two notes and it was just like, Oh man, it just sent totally like the hair stood up on my back and, I, right. it was just like beautiful for me, or 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 Shireen, you know, telling me about like this is what happens in the spirit world, and you can talk to your mom, and she's still there with you, and you can tap into that knowledge, and it's a beautiful place, or you know, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I yeah, I am I'm, I'm excited, like collectively as a society, I think that people are growing more awareness and like I, I I feel like this envision of like a, a huge boiling you know like abyss like and there's like all the steam and that's people's souls and sometimes they multiply but you know there's things where people say like are you an old soul or, or a young soul and how people's chakras kind of like evolve over time and there's so many interesting aspects that they relate to my kind of not explore, not educated or, you know, academic ways of di- dying that those things just like are so tuned in and they describe the feelings I felt when it happened right away that I'm, I'm it's, I have to believe in that.
0: Yeah, I think, and I think whatever it takes to get you to tune in is fine for, for for everyone, you know, it, it takes different things for different people. Um, whether it's, you know, some people need the structure of a place like church, someone like me just needs, uh, whether it's meditation or a very personal thing, like when I'm sitting on the ocean and I can just calm my inner self and really just, like I said, I keep going back to like focusing on my breathing or just like, I feel like that's everyone describes like meditation as a way of like, Tapping into that without psychedelics, I've never done, you know, like mushrooms or anything like I I don't plan on doing it. But everyone that has done that, they like say that they feel this oneness, like everything is one. I've definitely felt that just from meditating, you know, or, or tapping into that another way. I think if you really quiet your mind, you can feel that, you know.
1: Yeah. No, I, I would totally be open to, to do this. This has got this famous, uh, food writer, or he, t- he, t- he talks about a lot of things. His name's Michael Pollan. And he recently with, I don't know, this last year has a book about microdosing dosing. And right. I think that there's so, I, I feel like I'm out of the phase where it could be a huge negative influence on my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, that's something interesting to me and that's coming from somebody who was straight edge until they're 24, but it, you know, but I, I know something was amazing inside of me that helped me get to that point with, you know?
0: Yeah. If you're viewing it like, like, look, I'm, like I said, I'm not, I'm not walking down the street every day trying to find where I can score LSD and mushrooms, but I'm open to the idea that when you're younger, I think people view psychedelic drugs in general as like, let's go get fucked up and get crazy. But if you're viewing it as a way to tap into something, yeah, go out to to nature,
1: you're safe. You've taken yourself out to, you want to explore and you're with good people or the truth will come out to that. So you need to be ready for it.
0: Yeah. No, I've heard of Michael Pollan guy. I I think I was reading something about him, but um, that's interesting. I'll have to look
1: that up. That's cool. But uh, wait, Um, but he, wait, I just, yeah. what do you think? Like what, for me the main thing is this or you know when you think about it i think about dying did i have a heart attack you know i a stroke or something like that like the first thing that comes is like oh my god what about the immense pain i feel like right. um but that's ridiculous when you think about what is time and that the stuff you feel for it but and then you think, like, am I going to be trapped in my body? I heard that the brain's existing. It can have all the sensory in there, but you can't move anything. And then, you know, you're, <laughs> you're going to the morgue and, or you're worried about being buried alive or that all that stuff. I, I thought about that, you know. And recently, Spirit of Space, we got contracted to film this cremation facility in Belgium and <clears throat> talking. How was that? yeah i mean for me it it was i was actually supposed to go there the end of November, like my mom passed away on the seventeenth and we were supposed wow. to do some on the twenty fourth so of course we canceled that and stuff but I went back there in April yeah. and really we talked with the workers and it i mean for me it was just like you know you saw a huge bin of titanium parts of 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 the people that, you know, were cremated there, he, he told me, he said, you know, one person, the amount of energy it takes for us to cremate, one person can power your house for a month, like, you know, in, in the coldest part of the winter and stuff. And that's, they're just talking about the energy that they had to get from the city and all that things. And this guy knows, you know, if you weigh this amount, then it takes a little bit longer. And just all these basic physical properties of the temperatures you know and like
0: right it's right so, so. that's what's so crazy about like about death though is like you have people you have scientists acknowledging the fact that like there is energy exchange or like there's a, there's actually a physical thing and then you have people it, it's crazy to me that you have you have scientists saying one thing but then like people that are super Religious saying kind of the same thing, but they're but they're both they're both relying on the fact that they have the answer in a way, whereas like I've always felt like I'm somewhere in the middle and I don't know and i'm i I love the fact that I don't know like what's gonna happen when I die? Do you know what I mean like it's it's just weird that there's always been this play you know scientists versus um Christians or whatever, but then they're kind of doing the same thing they're kind of saying we know this is what it is yeah. which is crazy to me yeah because everybody's I mean?
1: everybody's just making you know a hypothesis and you know guess there's nip.
0: right like but all, that just that really fine tunes it when you start talking about the the energy that they're they're calculating and the whole idea there was that movie several years ago the 27 grams do you
1: remember that yeah, movie yeah, like yeah, the yeah. the, yeah. the, the pen or something. yeah
0: the weight of your brain or whatever so to have all that information into, and, and like what we were talking about as like a screaming baby coming into the world, whether or not they're freaking out because they just came out of their mother's womb, or where are you going, where or where else they came from, or whatever, and then it's so hard for me to not think about reincarnation in some way and that energy exchange, especially since we were just talking about all the like things that you notice when you're tuned in, whether it's the Canadian geese flying overhead, or you were talking about the music box, you know, like. If that's the comfort that I need, you know, I don't know, but it's just
1: that to me. Yeah. No, I feel, I yeah. mean, I talked about it with our friend Jesse Gilgenbach about <clears throat> when he had an accident once and he threw, f- you know, flew through the windshield of the car and landed and, you know, was kind of unscathed and stuff. Like he f- felt some force, like pull him out. You know, like I, I swear to God that my mom is looking out for me and, and like would grab a steering wheel when I was getting sleepy or, or, and, or my grandmother or anything like even before my mom was down. like I definitely was negligent with my own life. And there were, there were forces beyond my explanation that were looking out for me and that that just send chills down my spine right now thinking about it. And I, I don't, yeah, you're right. That we should be, we should bathe in the mysteriousness of it. And yeah, I mean, all the reasons that you could go to heaven, like go for, do it. You know what I mean? You, you, there, there's nothing wrong with what those people are saying. There's nothing wrong with what an atheist thinks, you know, you're dust in the wind. Like,
0: As long as we can all admit that we have no idea what the fuck is going on. That's my point. (laughs) Like that's, that's the thing is like we, our ego is insane. If any of us think we really know, which there's no way there's just no way, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's people, there's people that have gone through death. They've actually died. They've been coming back. They came back to life on a defibrillator or whatever. Right. But but one thing that's really interesting about me is like the power of our thoughts and learning that meditation. When I was there learning about this crem- crem- uh, crematorium, and for anybody, this probably sounds very bizarre. Why would an architecture firm like go film a crematorium? But this is a very unique situation in Belgium. In the last 30 years, they've went from 30, because of the, they don't have a lot of land and stuff. They went from 30% of the population being cremated to 70% of of people dying you know that chose to be cremated so belgium is one of the one countries where you can have a funeral service and the people could be cremated and then you, the ashes would be given to you within the same day so this is like this ri- big beautiful space that you can have a ceremony there's like a full restaurant you can have services and the person can be cremated and then they have like this amazing land art space where you could then let the ashes go and do this Mm -hmm. all within one period. So there's all, there's like a really unique process. It's not just like a factory with ovens, you know what I mean? So that's why we went there to do it. But one of the things I thought about was like, your idea of being trapped in that body or being burned, you know what I mean? Like the, Mm -hmm. and I thought to myself, like, I can only practice that now. Like when I had to go into an MRI machine, that feeling of claustrophobia, that feeling of learning to calm yourself down in any sense and be okay with, with the process that's, that's nature. Mm-hmm. I, I want to practice that now. I want to be okay with that while I'm living. I don't. Mm-hmm. And what, you know, I believe like the heaven or hell can be, those are the moments that determine that eternity. You know, so yeah. I wanna I wanna be prepared for that now. I wanna be ready to die. <sighs> yeah, I mean
0: there's there's all those studies of um, you know, spiritual healers or teachers or even monks and priests that have have been with people that are either on death row or, or on their deathbed and they're some of the most calm Um, people out there because I think that they're, they're in, they, they're forced into that space. I mean, there's not, not all of them, but I mean like there's, that's where you hear all those stories of, you know, people being completely at peace when they go and stuff, you know, it's,
1: yeah well i mean think about think about the amazing things that they they cannot explain and they can watch your brain and function every single time you sleep and all the different processes that are happening so right. why can't that those same things can be when our soul is somewhere else or whatever happens when we're not physically on this earth that it it can just be another bigger process and whether
0: right well i think also like to assume that there's one way that it happens is probably pretty ridiculous at the same time, because there has to be a spectrum like everything, you know? Mm. I mean, t- i just, just thinking about it, like the, what happens like with someone in a freak accident, whether it's a car accident when they're super young or like kids that are diagnosed with cancer when they're newborns versus someone that's dying of old age. Like there has to be a spectrum, you know what I mean? Of, the the end result after that person passes through the the threshold, you know. <sighs> and at the same time too, like like you know, getting back to like the whole idea of reincarnation. We all have those things in us that we don't know why we're attracted to or why it's Did comes you? so natural to us. It just does. Like that's weird what 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 <laughs> comes na- what
1: are you saying? what comes natural anything to-
0: like some like why some people gravitate towards music why some people gravitate towards they're amazing at math you know it, it's not always because hey that person's father did this or that person studied they were just a, like the whole idea of a natural at something whether it's what you're into what you're drawn towards like there has to be I almost look at it like it's this recipe of all like your whether it's your own genes or or just like the universe putting it together for you like it, there has to be like a a recipe behind that you know
1: of like that it came from the reincarnation they're saying
0: or other yeah other people like through yeah exactly mm-hmm. exactly the makeup of who we end up being from the time of coming screaming out of our mother's wombs to what progresses into who we become when we're older. You know, I mean, yes, of course it's a product of your surroundings to a certain extent, but there's some people that are just drawn, like I said, just drawn towards certain things. It can't be all what you're exposed to, you know?
1: Yeah. I, right now I just, for, I had, while well, you were saying I kind of dozed off and I was just thinking like, what are we going to write a song about? Or because like this <laughs> right now, you know, like the traveling or the clutter, it really felt like there was a time. Okay. We can wrap this up and do a freestyle mm-hmm. and stuff. But right now I'm kind of just like laying there, like at the bottom of a pool looking up, like when, <laughs> how, yeah. how how much longer, how much longer can I stay down here before I have to come up for air? Because come up for air. Yeah. Yeah. There is, i don't know it's heavy it's heavy but, i mean you and, know, and we and us out of every everyone like yeah i just feel like i feel kind of stupid <laughs> like what the fuck do i have to say about this you know my grandma passed away a lot of my other grandparents before i was born and then i lost my mom recently and i yeah i don't know like some of that Some of it's not worth explaining. It's, it's only there to feel. Exactly. Yeah. No,
0: I think you hit it on the head. I mean, we could talk, we could do three more hours, and at the end of that, we're still going to go, well, I guess we'll just find out when it happens. <laughs> like, There's not going to be a certain point where we, we high-five and say, hey, we figured it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we're not going to come close. We're going to come close on clutter and travel, but not on this.
1: We should have interviewed a caretaker or, uh, (laughs) or wait, no, what an undertaker, not a caretaker,
0: the pro wrestler, the undertaker,
1: (laughs) (laughs) he wouldn't say much, (laughs) I know I could see him. Sorry. I'm just, I'm just doing
0: my job. It was getting too heavy, so I had to make a joke, (laughs) um, but getting back to like, um,
1: just trying to think of. Well, no, no, but wait. What do you. What go do ahead. you. Like, what. Sh- what comes to you? Like, where do you want to go? There's a million ways to go to it. Like, what calls to your mind, like, when we're talking about the song? Because we have to do it. And I actually want to turn it around faster.
0: Yeah. Than, so yeah. that we can keep doing Well, I mean, I think we keep coming back to the fact that we don't know it's an un it's an unknowing thing even even the even the people that they interview that have had a close um run with death or they say you know they pass and then they came back you know the whole i saw a white light thing yeah even those those people like they've done studies about that and like the the chemical that's released in your brain. um, I forget the name of it now. I wish I had a fact checker, but it's um, is what is what causes us. But they think again, we're back to the science of it. See, that's what I mean. Every time you start trying to talk about this, it's maybe that's the key is like, we can only take it so far. We can study the science of, of this thing that happens. We all know not everyone is here they don't have a conscious, they're unconscious or they're conscious, right? That's, that's, we've all agreed upon that. Like at some point we develop consciousness. We we're aware of the, of our id, we're, we're here, but we don't, we can take it so far to explain all the chemical reactions that causes death. Your organs fail, yada, 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 your body's gone, but you're, you know, or you take it on the other side of um the complete faith-based model where it's, it's, it's. Um,
1: you're promised on, where you're going. Exactly, on, like it's based a, on how you've behaved in, in life. An
0: insurance, yeah, yeah, an insurance policy, if you will, and that's not to take anything away from people that are faith-based mm-hmm. and, and Christians. Anytime everyone, anyone ever said, "This is how it is," my immediate response will, "Well, why? Why is it that way? You know, I never just like, okay, you know what I mean? It's." I've always questioned whatever I've always had a hard time with authority and whether that's was in church or at work or whatever, so I've always questioned things um yeah i <clears throat> this is yeah. definitely harder than I thought <laughs> yeah know, yeah, because I knowledge. don't
1: feel at i don't feel. Yeah, I feel like I just opened, a, or dug a hole for no reason. <laughs> do you kn- what do you mean? Yeah. Like or you yeah, dug- yeah, no, no. I I guess because it's such an unknown thing, it's very hard to to feel like any kind of eureka moment. Oh, we got this, and hey, that that's the idea that like there's a theme from that topic that that I want to write the song about or that will help me explore it, you know, artistically going through that. Like I'm, I'm, st- I'm still kind of like, Oh my God, where I'm lost right now. So that's, yeah, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I, I wanted, I want to strengthen those, the reasons for,
0: <laughs> what?
1: the edge are yeah, just like my routines or, or dealing with my mom's death or preparing, preparing for my death. I think help me out here, Adam.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I think you're, you're saying like, you feel like you haven't had this epiphany moment of like I got it but you have to you have to in context the topic is not an I got it topic (laughs) I mean like you you, there's a reason that you feel like you're digging a hole not to point out the obvious here but I mean if you want to go down the the pun that you just created for yourself that you're digging your own grave (laughs) by digging yourself a hole I don't think it's a coincidence that that's how you feel I mean it's it would be the same reason if you decided to uncover this in a therapy session on a couch that you wouldn't feel after you left resolve, you know what I mean? I think that's the theme is that there isn't, we don't have this figured out. I mean, we were talking about the juxtaposition between the science behind it and the unknowingness behind it. I think that's the theme is like, we don't know the unknown. So I think getting behind you almost have to get behind the excitement of unknowing. Typically when someone dies, we almost have to remind ourselves like, well, let's celebrate the life that they led, you know, like, like, well, well, of course, why wouldn't, why wouldn't we, you know, because if you're not, then you're focused on how depressed you are personally. That really has nothing to do with that person. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not, that is a super ego pursuit as well. Like if you're, if you have to make yourself okay with another person's death, they're the ones that, that we should, they're the, the person's feelings we should be focusing on, not yours. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what's so weird about it is like, but at the same time, it's completely unexplainable. Like the, the emotion that we feel when we experience loss, you know, um, we can't wrap our heads around it either. You can't feel okay with that either.
1: Yeah, no, that's, but you just saying that, like, it's not about our emotions of, you know, why I miss my mom or why I miss that. Like, that's, that's, that's what gave me relief for saying, Hey, my mom was such a fighter. I would never, you know, any kind of surgery she's going in through, you know, I just knew she would survive because, the miracles of science and just how my mom was determined you know to think about the next trip when she was coming back to germany Mm -hmm. but then when it happens so suddenly that it's just it all it it makes sense that's that she wasn't in pain because she had a she was suffering from so many different forms of pain you know in her daily life that it it felt like a relief. Like if I think about her, she's not in that pain. And that gives me comfort. Right. You know, when, when something I did knowing that I'm going to talk to her, Oh man, you know, I, I went to visit her or recover from this surgery or Hey, her one and only son like left 7,000 miles away and started a family there. You know, I'm like, I, I carried some guilt or I felt like, Oh, You know, like, why can't I just, why can't my mom be, why can't everything be cool? And she's telling me about an art project she's doing. Right. Do you know what I mean? so now I don't have to even think about that, which sounds super egotistical to me. But, but if you, but based on what you just said, that frees me up to think about, no, it's just about that person. If I really think about that person, like they're not feeling that suffering anymore, that's a good thing. man, like me, you and I, we've never been, we never had to get drafted, like to go to a war time thing. I mean, my dad, I think, like, what I want to say is that, yeah, we're removed from that somberness of what a lot of, you know, our grandparents went through or, or at different wars or our parents. And because of the draft not being enacted. You know, like we, I don't think that we live a pretty like luxurious life that we don't have to deal with that somberness. Mm -hmm. Does that sound sound totally crazy what I'm saying? I mean, bad things are happening all the time. There's drive-bys and stuff or, you know, horrible things. But I'm just saying like, you can constantly think about where's the limit of the time on earth? Like who's, you know what I mean? It's on endless. Mm -hmm. You want to just take another breath. You'd pay all the money in there. If I could just have another day or just another week, or if I could just see this, my son get married or go to school or this, you know what I mean? But it's, it's just going to happen. It's the ultimate.
0: Screw you! That the universe is telling humans. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's that's the. You think you got figure it figured out? Well, then how about this? You know, do you feel like, do you feel like we bit off more than we can chew with this one? Like, do you think because yeah, I don't there's so much. You haven't dealt with, or that you that, yeah
1: no no I don't. Do
0: think, you think it's just too much or what?
1: No, I guess there's a little bit of self doubt inside me that that you know what i i I basically like right now i just tell myself for any self-doubt of like what we don't know what we're talking about or we know what we're talking about but we we have a good connection i mean i'm not making i don't have any prescribed agenda of where i'm going you know sure i yeah i think that's good that's good i i feel like i wish i would have I wish I had tears in my eyes right now or you know what I mean? Like I, I thought something more transformational would have happened, but, um, but that's stupid. You're
0: trying to, I think you yeah, I think, I think that there lies the problem though, that you're trying to control the emotion, you know, I think that's what I was getting at when, when we were there in Germany, like when I was saying, Like asking you if you've, if you've talked to somebody about like the stuff with your mom or like, I've, you know, like, like when we got in the fight that day, like when I was saying like, do you, have you properly like tried to deal with this? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's why you're holding back because you haven't like, you're questioning like, what am I supposed to say? How am I supposed to feel instead of just saying what you feel like? And that's you, I can feel you doing that now. And that's what I was getting when you were like worried about like, what are my mom's friend's gonna think and stuff and like you know it's not about that it's a-
1: no okay now I feel one thing that just came out to me while you were saying that is that I feel kind of foolish that I didn't behave more like an adult before my mom died you know like I feel like as soon as my mom died it was like oh shit oh shit oh shit Mm -hmm. jump in a plane, go there, you know, cry with my dad, look for pictures, find healing, and, like, you know, looking through the old video footage of the 60s of my mom, and, you know, having Adam help weave a story together, just having people surround me, having ex-girlfriends in high school Mm -hmm. show up at my mom's funeral, like, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing... Finding the craziness of what you know why she passed away and why the the funeral could happen on Good Friday where a lot of people could show up or you know what I well, mean. Well, you're trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're tr- so so those it, things it, it, happened really fast. But- I
0: know exactly. I know exactly what you're trying to articulate. You. You are obsessed with like. Declaring a narrative for most things that happen, and like this is the one thing you can't declare a narrative to like you can't say this happened because of this and I was a good son because of this and it's great that this happened because all these people are here now like there is n- there isn't one there and there there's not going to be one so I think that's that's the that's the juice you know
1: yeah fill up my glass no that that sounds that sounds that's what I need to hear I know that I know that like I think my dad's doing well, you know, when we Skype once a week or when I go there and we can have these moments and we tap into it and... And, and the, I'm only
0: saying this stuff because I'm just as bad. I'm not calling you out on yeah, it because I'm I'm, I'm, I'm writing that
1: like, criticism of this. Yeah, I, then I just, I want my mom to know that I'm okay, my dad's okay, since you've been gone, we've gotten closer and... I miss you, there's so much more things that you would enjoy seeing and, and you're not suffering. And that's a big relief on me and I'm actually acting like an adult because I'm not <laughs> worrying about that, that shit anymore. And I feel, my mom always told me like when her mom passed away and then her brother, she's like, you know, every time somebody leaves, you just feel more hollowed out you know and hmm. i i like going there i feel i can tap into my feelings there i i could watch that film with my mom i could listen to that song or you know go there there's certain parts where i just want to confide in that emptiness in that hollowed out state it it helps me rejuvenate the energy in my body you know that's and i can remember that being being eight years old or something or seeing one of these Sally Struthers video for helping children in Africa with, you know, one cent a day or whatever and Mm -hmm. feeling like a strong sense of empathy. Right. And I, I feel like I felt like that was the time where I went to bed and I started feeling some kind of form of meditation where I cried the fuck out of myself and I became that hollow vessel to to be nothing, and I I that was an amazing self discovery, mm-hmm. you know. And
0: how uh, long did it take you to get there? Do you think? Like yeah, after, or yeah. how long after she passed did it take you to get there?
1: Yeah, no, no. This was when I was eight years old that I got. Oh, there. Old. I, I'm just gotcha. saying. I've always been an up like, I mean. Adam Goss said that he saw me on the plane ride over to Milan when we were studying together, crying to Toy Story, you know, and he's like, Here's this guy with dread like dreadlocks, and I thought he was a drug dealer and stuff, and then I see him crying to watching Toy Story. And I was just like, hmm, that's kind of strange. But like I I can tap into those feelings so good and I love it. Like that's one thing I'm I'm glad, like how I grew up and how you know, I had a sink, I was a old- mama's boy, and I could always talk yeah. to her and just be honest with her, and there was comfort in that. So, luck, I think I developed my own thing that I'm feeling comfortable with other people, that it's not totally, that avenue is not gone for me anymore. And it's mm-hmm. really interesting, just like connecting with my dad and being more honest with my dad because my mom's not there in the equation. And that's what it's like. It's like that life, our life, it's, it's like electric energy going through uh, the circuit, you know, like it, Mm -hmm. it, as soon as one resistor gives out, then it it's going to go through another. Like there's not all of a sudden more energy or more life you know what i mean it just gets fulfilled the energy the relationships with other people those things come through so you're right i i guess i'm not looking for the perfect narrative i i'm i'm excited about just reading it the narrative is is there you know that there is, there is, there is the narrative there. And instead of me questioning, is this a good book? I'm supposed to give a critique on it. I'm supposed to <laughs> write about it. You know, like I should just read it and keep it to myself. But do you know, do you know what I mean? I remember talking to you and Tim or Tim came over and I was just like, my mom passed away. Like I'm going to tap into these emotions. I'm going to write a song about it, you know, and it's, I mean, that seems so stupid. Uh, t- what do you wh- mean? To Yeah, I I guess I don't want it, you I love what you're just saying. Like, I'm so concerned about d- constructing a narrative that I'm not giving myself a chance to just listen to it. Mm-hmm so that that was interesting how you said that to me because I, I can totally relate to that you know and that's what I'm saying about the song I'm I'm worried about not worried about anything but like I was putting out energy like I'm going to deal with it this way and be creative and be constructive and do something and actually the first time that I just like totally got in the zone and was rapping again was December like a month after it happened I just came back and you were you we, we didn't even know if we were going to do a podcast or whatever. But you were making your own podcast about um, oh, yeah. going through like right. you know local Milwaukee music and things like that. And I made like a rap for you off of, like a, a beat that you made. And to me, mm-hmm. that was where I was like, I'm going to be okay. That was the, I can I can literally be in the car. I was listening to it over in the car. Then I came up and recorded it. The whole process took like an hour and a half, and. And so that was for me, it was like, that was a really great moment that it was like, wow, I, I dealt with this traumatic experience and I feel that, that love, that, that, that that fire inside of me again, how I always did. And that was like the first time I was like sign like, I don't know if anybody knows how to deal with it or how, when people say, how are you doing or how your dad's doing, you don't know. Yeah. But, but right, I felt right. like, okay, that, that's something that's, I knew I felt that before my mom was gone. So that's a good sign. Now I feel alive. Like the end, the, the ending saved that, like that this is where I want to go. Like you telling me that, that I'm too concerned about constructing a narrative. That's, that's what I needed to hear.
0: I was trying to get you there sooner. I was hoping I could get you there sooner because I had, I had a feeling you were going to push back a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like and not be
1: as exposed. I do find it positive that, I mean, randomly I was in New York city and went to a book and for some reason, this book on a table of all the stuff while I'm walking to Best Buy, that's closing in 15 minutes and I buy this and it's an unabridged copy. There's some reason that, and it told me some things that actually, you know, I've been in therapy since I was 16 and stuff. And there's some things in here that are helping me deal with it, whether it deals with my dad's death eventually or my death and how to behave now. I am so grateful that we spoke about doing a podcast about death and that I could have the capacity to take this thing for me. And whether, because I didn't read the whole thing and I didn't become like the host, so I've read your book and tell us about this, you know, portion of it. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's dumb and it should never be like that. But for me to say like, wow, I feel proud. I actually concretized some thoughts that they feel good and I'm a believer of them. It makes, this is the therapy for me. And and we, you can't just go to therapy and be like, well, what should we talk about this week? Like, it's actually, you got to put the work in during the week and, and reflect all the time. So So I'm happy that we do these notes. Like, we're putting in the work. So I think we
0: can agree this has probably been so far if we've (laughs) that's not a lot to say we've only done two of these but so far we've definitely tried to tackle a topic that we didn't expect was going to be this difficult to crack the egg on you know both for you and i um i think until i said what i just said about the narrative thing i think we kind of just that (laughs) ironically we were saying we're waiting for this epiphany And then I think the epiphany was, we're not going to figure this out. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who the fuck are we to think that we're going to figure this out? I guess that's the hard part I think it's so it's hard to be this vulnerable. Like,
0: yeah, I know what you're saying. I think, I think what, well also too, Mike, like suffering is suffering based on your experience like everyone's suffering is the most intense hardcore thing they've ever experienced, but out of context compared to someone else's, you're going to start drawing conclusions. Why yours isn't that important, but everyone's is that important to them because it's their suffering. But I think if we can tune into finding beauty in the suffering and the whole gamut of suffering that goes from when someone passes the, the rawness of the emotion and the days of depression or however long it takes you to the rebound aspect and, and the beauty of it, whether it's seeing someone in different moments in life today, whether it's Canadian geese flying overhead or a music box going off that reminds you of your mom or sitting around with, family members telling amazing stories. Um, that legacy is what's important because of the suffering. That's, that's what was highlighted. You know, I, I know that if you were to go tomorrow, it would be the most intense heartbreak that I've ever felt. One of the most intense, absolutely. But I know for a fucking fact that pretty soon after I'm going to be telling crazy ass Mike Marionic stories again, pretty soon after and it's going to bring, it's going to fill me with joy. And I think that the sooner we can get to that and understand that that's part of it, the better we all are, you know?
1: Yeah. That's, I, I like that. What you were saying about that's like a cool topic for me or something or like celebrating the suffering, which sounds kind of weird, but sh- like, being grateful that you're feeling, you're feeling those, those impulses right now and that you have control to do something with it.
0: To put it in context, like we, we keep talking about the act of dying or the act of leaving. And we were talking a little bit before about like the deathbed, you know, and, and being okay with going when you're, if you, if you consider that moment, right. Just to kind of, Sum this all up. Let's put both of each other in that moment. We're both lying there. We're ready to go. Are we going to look back at the the days that went perfectly as planned? And from the moment we got up, we were like, oh, this is just a normal, easy day. Or are we going (laughs) to look back at the days that had a shitload of suffering, but we overcame that? And, and came out the other side with something, something that was born out of that suffering. So I think we've, if nothing else, grown in the last hour, (laughs) just of kind of trying to figure out if we were going to have a sum up on death, which is super egotistical. And of course we're not. And I think that's okay. I think that's what we're coming to is we don't know, you know? Yeah.
1: I know I feel good when I start freestyling in my mind as you're talking to me. And so (laughs) let let, let me just try this right now. You know, like I did it, I made it through. And now the question is, what I'm saying to you, can it register from where you were, from who you're gonna be? Now take the transformation through the black hole of this economy to the philosophy of where you're going, world just guessing, never knowing, so what's showing on a daily day basis is where we're gonna take a spaceship and fly out of town. From the skies, from the down to the underground, where you gonna be, heaven or hell, is it sound? Can you feel this, can what was found? light at the tunnel and i never be shown i got the light microphone when i want to be home and now i'm all alone and the breath goes in and out breathe and in, inhale and in. remove the doubt because i'm gonna find out real soon beautiful i loved it
0: <laughs> you caught you <sighs> caught the dog's attention mikey with that freestyle Both the dogs were sitting on the floor and looking at the speakers, (laughs) staring at the speakers. (laughs) All right, Adam back. That was intense, as I said at the beginning of the episode. Um, Definitely the toughest conversation Mike and I have had in a long time, but we loved every second of it. Super cathartic. And now that you've gone on this journey with us and Mike and I have had a chance to Listen back to this episode and kind of take it all in. We're not going to let you in on the songwriting process. So what you're about to hear are the different uh, guitar ideas I have so far, the different vocal ideas, and then voice notes back and forth between Mikey and I of, um, you know, lyric ideas. He does a little freestyle thing, an idea on lyrics, back and forth. So we're going to let you in on that now. This, again, is death part one, part two coming in hopefully a couple weeks here, which will be the finalized song that you'll hear. Thank you guys again, and we'll see you next episode. Thanks. So I was thinking we could do it after the follow, follow, follow that thing. So follow, 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 follow. And then conscious in, unconscious out. If time is mine, we'll find out. Conscious in, conscious conscious in, unconscious out. Time is mine, we'll find out. And we could do
1: like a call and response between you and I, I think. Hey, I really I really like is time is time. Because if time is mine, you know, like, it's my time, you know, that stuff, it seems like time is time is more not the obvious. And it's also very, very strong that, you know, like, what is time? You know, what is the time of the life? Are we reincarnated? And we'll find out what time is after the time's gone. You know what I mean? So I like that better. But the the music sounds good. But I'm interested to in know more what you're talking about. You said you were starting always with the drum beat to play to it, but I didn't hear any drum beat. But it sounds awesome with all the layers of sound and then going in the finger picking. But the first time I read that, to me, I, I felt more of the flow, like, um, longer. Like, conscious in, unconscious out. Time is time, we'll find out. That's cool, we're gonna have a little p- teacher conference with Mika's teacher, she's gonna pick us up, but yeah, I love it, like, conscious in, unconscious out, can time be mine, guess we'll find out. Yeah, like, I just got some power stuff like, life without love is death, so think of that while you're breathing out your last breath, so why so much stress, I guess it's null no, confessed. confess, you better not let the abscess take over the breasts.
0: <laughs> hey dude, I had an idea. Um, and this idea is not based on me feeling like I need to do less work, <laughs> although it may seem like that, but it's not at all. Um, what if we did this track with no drums? Like literally what if we kept it acoustic and I did just some like soundscapey stuff, like real eerie stuff, kind of the way I started out the track. There might be something really cool, even rap wise, like if you, if you, you know end up rapping over those finger picking similar to there's that song atmosphere put out a couple years ago where that it was just slug by himself and it was just guitar um and it just felt really intimate it might make a lot of sense for this episode i'll send you the track i'm talking about um just no drums um let me know what you think
1: I can totally see that fin in there. Hey, Adam, I'm just thinking about the song. You know, for the third episode, Death, I was, there's a phrase, I was reading this book, and it said, she became unstuck in time. And I, I really thought that that hits the point of what we're talking about, like, looking at time through multiple places. You know, so like, don't get stuck in time that was that in the past or this it was it's all like this blending like if you could put like a million layers over each other and um yeah hey adam here's some other some lyrics that came to my head while i was getting to the airport to munich airport i was thinking about the last trip my mom made where we went on this crazy adventure just switching all these regional trains to a bus and she's just like man this knocked me out I did not expect that it would be this hard but um yeah for some reason I was thinking of just like wow all these experiences they keep layering while I'm going through them and it's just like you know death is an instant but the memories or the experiences we built live on to tell a story something like that I gotta figure out how that works with other things but I love the idea that like death is just this quick instant. It's almost like you build up this skyscraper or a house or any kind of structure of all these experiences you have with a person, and like, boom, a lightning strikes, it's the instant, it's death. And now those things are, you know, like they're all completed. The power goes on throughout the building, and you see the light, and you can go back to that at any time and visit any floor, look out any window. You know, it's the same thing when they were alive and, you know, they're just a call away and now they're gone, but all those memories still remain.